0: Hello, beautiful people. It is January 9th, 2020. We have a good one for you. Steve-O talks about all things jackass and now his life. Sober, living, and a smart man who is living out his actual dreams. You'll enjoy that conversation. Also, Steve Smith Sr. from the NFL, formerly of the Ravens of the Carolina Panthers, talk about all things topical in the NFL. Plus, I break down some shit and talk with the boys about life. I can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I also can't thank our presenting sponsor enough, SeatGeek, the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and... That's right. If you're looking to buy a ticket on planet Earth or the moon, you need to utilize SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the best ticket available. And you won't get catfished either. The ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. So you can shop with confidence right now. Use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first ticket order. Wow. Promo code McAfee. That's M-C-A-F-E-E. You get $20 off your first purchase. Damn. That's tickets to comedy. That's tickets to a concert. That's tickets to a play. That's tickets to a sporting event. You name it. SeatGeek has the best tickets available at the best prices available. And right now, promo code PAT, $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Let's use a little self-awareness, okay? If we're rich already, let's use promo code PAT to get $10 off. If we're not rich yet, promo code McAfee to get $20 off. See, now we're playing the game. We need both of those to keep going. This is a team sport here. Let's have a little self-awareness and let's go enjoy the shit out of a live event. Speaking of, let's enjoy these conversations. Joining us now is a man that is on NFL Network. Not only was he on Thursday nights, you can find him on NFL AM uh, on the weekends at 9 AM on NFL Network. He was with the Panthers. He was with the Ravens. He's an absolute legend. Wide receiver, ice up son, Steve Smith Jr. Yeah. Steve.
1: Hey, what's going on, Pat? How you doing?
0: I'm okay. I can't thank you enough for joining us. I love every time you're on television. I think every time you speak, greatness comes from it, and with a little edge, which I love.
1: I uh, appreciate it. You know, I don't think some people on social media don't think so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, did you quit? social media? Go ahead. Did you quit Twitter? We were trying to look for your Twitter. We couldn't find it. Did you quit? Don't, don't let him. Them... Why? Ah, uh,
1: here's why. So here's a crust of it. Uh, my daughter, so I got four kids, well actually I have two kids, two borderline young adults. Okay. And my daughter who's 18, my little princess, she, we were on vacation and she was uh, scrolling through her phone and we're like, hey, we're about to eat. So, you know, pay attention, put your phone down. And she's like, no dad, you got to understand. I'm reading this. And she goes off, uh, she's my daughter, so she goes off on the tangent. Very shocker, I know. <laughs> and she's talking about how the turkey legs at Disney are really ostrich legs. And I'm like, BJ, and my, my daughter's name is uh, Bailey Jordan, but she, she we call her BJ. She goes, I said, really? She goes, Dad, I'm serious. I said, where did you read that? It's on Twitter. I said, all right, 100 bucks. It's not real, so we've been going to Disney for a long time. You know, we have we do the tours. So we text our tour guide that we we've been working with for fifteen years, and she bet good. We shake on it. Then I say, hit the link that that's on Twitter. She hits it. She loses a hundred bucks. Okay.
2: Right. Now
1: she's looking at me and looking at my wife like, well, you knew it was fake because it was like something.net. Mm-hmm. That was the address. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can't believe everything on social media. Well, you knew that. And so my wife's like, you're not going to make her pay you, are you? I said, yeah, I am.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't have 100 bucks. I said, well, technology. I know you got Venmo. Venmo me my money.
2: <laughs> and
1: so she Venmoed me the 100 bucks and got mad. <clears throat> my wife gave me the mom look, you bet not take that money from your daughter, blah, you know, all that stuff. I said, all right, cool. I looked at her, I said, all right, I'll pay you back. I gave her half. <laughs> and the reason why is I paid her half of her money back because I had to make sure she understood you can't believe everything on social media,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so she, she she had to pay me 50 bucks because she got got, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I got her. Uh-huh. So she she's a gated community one percenter, you know, <laughs> and I, I I'm not Gay community one percenter. I I provide that for my kids now, but uh, every so often you got to get a naive rich kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you deleted your Twitter because of that?
1: No, but basically I deleted it just because there's so many opinions. There's so many couch potato Thursday night football um coaches. You got doctors now on Twitter talking about when a guy gets injured, what the what the recovery time is, and it's just and and you find yourself in between segments or after the show, you're looking at it. What are they saying? They don't deposit that direct deposit. They just comment. So now it's like I just do my job, whether people like it or comment. It doesn't matter. Steve. The direct deposit doesn't go. Well, Twitter, uh, you know, Rick at whatever Twitter handle doesn't like you, so we're not paying you this
0: month. Steve. Or this week. Steve, Steve, you yes. can't let Rick at Boner Garage beat you. You can't let that he happen. He hasn't beat me. But here's the other part.
1: Now people, I like the privacy. I've started to kind of really get back into. Owning my privacy. And so I enjoy people don't know where I'm at. People don't know where I'm vacationing. People don't know if I will be at the press conference today when the Panthers talk about the new coach because you're not hearing it from me. I enjoy a little bit of privacy and it's actually been pretty uh it's been pretty refreshing. Okay.
0: Well, I res- I respect that you earned the privacy, you've earned the life. Great coaching and teaching and parenting moment there with BJ. I love that. Let's talk about some ideas that we don't get to see from you on the internet. Matt Rule was okay. just hired for the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Whether you're going to be at the press conference or not, he got 7 years, 60 62 m- <laughs> 60. Oh, that's big money now, but in my eyes, this is a guy who's going to build this program because tepper told him hey you got this for the long haul i found my coach noel is what he said from the steelers organization is cam newton going to be a part of those plans you think or is he going to rebuild start from nothing with christian mccaffrey a couple of the pieces and kind of build it his way do you think cam newton is there next year
1: well when you get seven years 62 million dollars you already you the owner and your contract and your position says We're building in our way. Nobody's left over. The training staff, gone. Strength coach, gone. No one is really left over from that old regime with Ron Rivera. They've all moved over with Ron up in Washington. So you have a guy that's establishing. He gets to establish Mm -hmm. his personality, his business acumen, his coaching style, his assistants, His training staff, the way he wants to do uh, conditioning, strength, so all of that is being implemented by him. Is Cam Newton a part of that of this team moving forward? That is that that's the elephant in the room. Uh Here's the real answer: At some point, he will be, and at some point, he will not be because he's a he's not a spring chicken. Cam is older. I believe he's going to his ninth or 10th year. So at some point, Cam Newton will no longer be the, the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers over the next seven years just because if you look at what has gone on, how Cam plays, what his body has went through, he may not want to play into his 40s like a Tom Brady. So we don't really know. But I know there's there is going to be a lot of dialogue with the new head coach because he has to dialogue with dialogue with all the his current players that he has been he has inherited and he has to have those decisions and i've been there and i met with new management sometimes new management doesn't like you and you don't like new management that's business (laughs) that's what happens and so we don't know what's going to transpire in those meetings, but based off what happens moving forward, we don't know it was either a good meeting or it didn't go <laughs> as well. And, we all hurt. Uh, and, and so, it's, you know, it's going to be up to the powers that be. And also how that, you know, first impression, this dating part goes, you know, how before they get to third base, which is on the field, you know, how does first and second base go? We don't
0: know. I think the interesting thing that people don't think about a lot because of the video games, because of fantasy, is these are humans that have to interact with each other. Matt Rule mm-hmm. and, and Cam Newton are going to have to chat. Another thing that plays into this, though, and you know this about the business, if they let Cam Newton go, that saves them $19 million on the cap space. That is something I would assume that Matt Rule has in the back of his mind, assume that Tepper has in the back of his mind. If it isn't a perfect meeting, a perfect conversation going forward, they could probably say, hey, we could use that $19 million to build up around other places. I would like to see Cam Newton have to prove himself again to another staff because I think Cam Newton's the type of guy, if he's spite or has a little chip on his shoulder, can go out and dominate a new staff, a new organization could be the thing that gets him back into the game. It's good for everybody when Cam Newton's dominating. There's nobody like him. Let's move forward. You played for Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore. You were a spark for the Baltimore Ravens when you signed there. Harbaugh was the first special teams coach that was really given a position of head coach in a long, long time. How do you think the Harbaugh, the way Harbaugh has handled Baltimore impacted Joe Judge's hire with the New York Giants being a special teams coordinator?
1: That's funny you asked me that when I saw that. There's a lot of things that went in my head analytically in watching film. Joe Judge was the special teams coordinator, which they really have. They Matthew Slater uh-huh. was remarkable, and they've had excellent special teams. However, one of the things, if I look at it as his resume... If he was a wide receivers coach other than Edelman, hell, you ain't done nothing since that. So if your coaching evaluation is based off these two jobs that you have, which is special teams excellent, wide receivers average or below average. I'm looking at Nikhil Harry, he's first round draft pick. Y'all didn't, he wasn't an impact player. Uh, Brandon Hogan, he disappeared last year during the playoffs. That's why he was, they moved on from him, right? There's a number of wide receivers that they've had over the years that they have tried to homegrown that hasn't grown, right? And so, you know, they, they, they've they got these, these like a Nikhil Harry, these kind of guys that have baby roots, they plant them, and yet what have they gotten? Dwarf plants. They haven't gotten full-grown fruit. They're, they're, the fruit from them have, has not bared. The other part that's really interesting, because I know this – the, the, the powers that be in New York I think is a very interesting hire because you have a young guy with inexperience as coaching so what does that leave a general manager who likes to have who likes to call the shots Dave Government mm. gives you another opportunity to direct it and call the shots because if you get a guy like a Josh McDaniels who wants to be in charge of everything Dave government does he's not he doesn't like to be in the passenger seat or in the in the backseat, he likes to drive the truck. Now that's what I saw in that hire. To say that Joe Judd can be as good or better or the same with Coach Harbaugh, well, of course everybody's going to say that. But hell, those same people didn't didn't like the hire with Coach Harbaugh. Were scratching their heads. So I'm in kind of the wait and see mode. Here's the part I don't. I hope we don't see. Hope we don't see is what we've seen. As a special teams coach and wide receiver coach, which is when we go to see a movie is the trailer, all the good parts of the movie. And then when we get out on the field, we realize or get in the movie, realize the best parts were already played in the trailer and it was a waste. So I'm interested to see, is the trailer what we've seen with him with a little bit of Edelman, special teams, has he peaked? Because you got Daniel Jones, you got a lot of moving parts in in, in New York. And New York is a city that expects results tomorrow. They expect their results January 2nd. It's the 8th. (laughs) I'm really trying to watch it because the Jets, Jets and Giants fans, don't have patience, and they're not waiting to see what if they want results immediately.
0: Well, Especially with this hire where everybody has uh, says that they have no clue who he is. We're talking to Steve Smith Sr. right now who played with uh, for Coach Hardball at the Baltimore Ravens who have a massive weekend ahead against the Tennessee Titans. How do you feel the division round is going to go, uh, Mr. Steve Smith? Now, you got two heavyweights swinging at each other in that Titans-Ravens mm. game. I guess the weather is supposed to be despicable over there in Baltimore, which plays in the hands of both teams i'm excited to see how that goes chiefs texans i think the chiefs might win by 50 but i guess deshaun watson is a magic man maybe he does something and in the nfc side green bay can they continue to win ugly especially at home against russell wilson who pulls things out of his cliche positive ass all the time and then the niners vikings can have vikings defense show up what do you think is going to be the big storyline of the divisional round on monday when we get on the other side of it
1: that it'll be a Guinness Booker record for the shortest game between the Tennessee Titans, and the <laughs> Baltimore Titans because it's going to be sloppy weather. So they're all going to run the ball. Here's another underlining storyline that a lot of people don't know. The defense coordinator f- for the Tennessee Titans is Dean Pease. The defensive coordinator is M- Wink Martindale. Dean Pease was in Baltimore. Wink Martindale was the linebacker's coach. Wink is now the defensive coordinator. However, Wink knows the behavior, the mantra, the thought process of a Dean Pease because he worked so closely with him all these years. Mm. Dean Pease knows a Wink Martindale as a linebackers coach. He doesn't necessarily know his his behaviors, his over or under reaction, or his calm, his calmness as a defensive coordinator. So what I really love about all of these games is last week we saw a lot of checkers. This week is going to be chess. Mm-hmm. Then you have Kyle Shanahan who was raised with, you know, raised by his dad in Denver. Defense, offensive coordinator at one point and the backup quarterback for John Elway was Gary Kubiak, offense coordinator slash quarterback coach, call a control coach in Houston. For Gary Kubiak, Kyle Shanahan. You have the teacher, now the student going against each other. They are very similar. So what I believe you're going to see by both teams is a lot of makeshift and a lot of blitzing looking. But all those dudes are going to do is line up at the line of scrimmage, look like they're going to blitz. But what are they going to be doing? Here's the word I love using. They're going to be ear hustling because they use the same words, they use the same verbiage, they use everything is the same. They know each other. What it is is you got two guys looking in a mirror at each other. They may change up some words, same offense, same blocking scheme, same personnel, same MO, and same thing that all of them like to do, run the ball. So I, I, this weekend is going to be a get get all your drinks, Get all your fatty foods oh, yeah. and your snack foods and just sit on the couch. Tell your wife, your girlfriend, tell your kids, go do whatever you want. Here's the credit card. <laughs> I am watching football <laughs> all weekend long.
0: Uh, you're damn right. And, uh, Steve, I love watching you on TV. I appreciate, you. You. I appreciate <laughs> you talking to football. I wish you would get back to Twitter so at Boner Garage could get a little take from you. But other than hey, that... guess
1: what? Yeah? Hey, now... You know, I I'm, I'm, I love taking shots, and you're a guy that, that loves giving them back. I went and looked when you were with the Colts yeah, and how we played when I was playing. I mean, you were playing. Unfortunately, you punted the ball to Amani uh, Edwards, so I wasn't able to be back there. So you're... you're uh, your range and your average stayed up because <laughs> a, a real pro bowler was not back there to bust open your average. So, hey, I, you, you, I, I looked it up. I was like, "Dang, nope, didn't play him then." No, nope. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I wasn't on the field.
0: I'm happy you didn't because you ran angry, and I wouldn't want to have you <laughs> on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Smith, senior. Thank you, Steve.
1: I appreciate it. Hey, you do a great job, bro. I mean, I I love, I've been listening to you when you was on Bleacher. Just all the stuff you're doing, your transition has been remarkable.
0: I appreciate that. You too, Steve. I can't wait to get you back on Twitter because you're built for that place. I want to let you know
1: that. I appreciate it, but it won't happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good luck at that press conference today and your vacations to Disney. Steve Smith Sr. I appreciate it. Uh, Today's the day. Today's the day that you decide that the next time you fornicate is going to be a good time. Today's the day you decide that the next time you get to make love, you put on a show. Today's the day you decide... That longer sex is better sex. That having sex for a long time is possible. You don't have to come quick no more because your friends at Roman have Roman swipes that you apply to your baby maker, you let it dry, then boom, longer, better sex from your friends at Roman. Not only does Roman supply, you know, premature ejaculation issues, solvers, like the Roman swipes that we're talking about right now, they also have erectile dysfunction stuff, cold sore stuff, hair loss stuff, just an overall men's health brand to make you the best you Possible And right now, for those Roman swipes that I was referring to that have you have longer sex and better sex and put on a show, look like a superstar in the sack, get free two-day shipping right now at GetRoman.com forward slash USA. And while you're there getting the free free two-day shipping for the Roman swipes, go ahead and check out the rest of the website and see how we can make a better you for the year 2020. Handle the things that you might be too embarrassed to handle publicly in a nice, discreet fashion. The Roman Swipes will show up at your doorstep, free two-day shipping, in discreet packaging. Nobody will know what it is. It's so small it fits in your wallet. Pull it out right before you're about to pull it out, and then, bam, better sex. Shout out to Roman Men's Health, taking care of each and every single man on planet Earth. And also, shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash USA for the free two-day shipping for you who's about to have longer, better sex. Let's get to it. About 35 minutes ago, a man who is, by all accounts, the greatest football player of all time, from Northern California, went to Michigan, then ended up at the New England Patriots and has won six Super Bowls since, and for the last two decades, has been a New England Patriot, has been the face of the franchise, and just this morning, he has led on to the fact that his days at Foxborough, his days in Gillette Stadium as a home player, his days representing New England are behind him. Zito, please put up the picture. His Tom Brady on his Instagram. By the way, Tom Brady, greatest of all time, also incredible on social media Mm -hmm. i know he has a social media team that does his editing and his posting i don't care about any of that the fact that he has embraced and dominated social media is not only good for the tom brady brand but good for us folks that live on the internet because you got those old whites that are like you know if you didn't spend time focusing on the social media you'd probably be better at what you do well there's the greatest of all time <laughs> who dominates social media. Tom Brady this morning just posted, I just wanted to say to all of our fans, thank you, exclamation point. After a few days of reflection, I am so grateful and humbled by the unconditional support you have shown me the past two decades. Not this last season. This wasn't a thank you for this last season and, and all that. The past two two decades a couple days of reflection i've been looking back on the last 20 years and doing i just would like to say thanks for the unconditional support you have shown me running out of that tunnel every week well it wasn't a home game every week but (laughs) running out of that tunnel every week is a feeling that is hard to explain i wish every season ended in a win but that's not the nature of sports parenthesis or life Nobody plays to lose, but the reward for working hard is just that, the work. I've been blessed to find a career I love, teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believes in me. Now, granted, he didn't say believed in me, right? So he says believes in me, which does lead to the fact that maybe he's still leaving the door. And fans who have been behind us every step of the way. Every one of us that works at Gillette Stadium strive to do their best, spent themselves at a worthy cause, and prepared to fail while daring greatly, parenthesis, H slash T, what's that hat tip? Hat tip to Teddy Roosevelt, the guy who created the teddy bear. And for that, we've been rewarded with something that the scoreboard won't show, the satisfaction of knowing we gave everything to each other in the pursuit of a common goal. That is what team is all about. In both life and football, Failure is inevitable. You don't always win. You can, however, learn from that failure. Pick yourself up with great enthusiasm and place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you will find me because I know I still have more to prove. Now, that first couple sentences there made me believe that Tom Brady is setting up this leverage for something that no NFL player has ever had before. The amount of leverage that Tom Brady has right now, not only with the Patriots, but with the entire NFL outside of like five teams is remarkable. Now, the question was, will he retire? They asked at his press conference. And he said, that's unlikely, hopefully unlikely. There at the last sentence where he says, you'll find me in the arena again, Tom Brady is nowhere near retirement. Let's assume that the TB12 treatment that he's been on for the last couple of years is gonna keep him in the NFL for maybe another 10, 10- years honestly i have no idea how he does vinitary's been doing a tb12 treatment for like the last 10 years that guy everybody thinks he's done i'm not 100 certain he's done either <laughs> i don't know what they do with their muscles the pliability whatever it is the the eating of uh, uh avocado ice cream the weird chocolate commercials all that stuff somehow he has found a way to keep his body at a level as his knowledge continues to rise so what happens is your body's at its prime when your mind is not at its prime yet. Then as you continue to go, normally your body decreases and your mind and wisdom continues to grow. He and others who are older have found a way to keep their body to hang on while their knowledge continues to grow. That is why he's the greatest of all time. That is why he has this ability to win even when he doesn't have players around him that he should win with. Aside from this past year, Tom Brady has been able to do a lot with not a lot. Now, granted, Rob Gronkowski Kowski greatest tight end of all time whenever he was playing Julian Edelman was a weapon that lacrosse player was good for him for a while uh, You, Wes Walker was good all Randy. that but ra- Randy Moss I mean they have had weapons up there but the only constant was Tom Brady was able to figure things out with Josh McDaniels and go on and win but if you read that as a common sense individual he is either setting himself up for something with New England or he is definitely out the damn door and for New England fans you see Joe Judge go to the Giants Joe Judge and his special teams have been a massive Massive part of victories up there for the Patriots. They've been winning with special teams and defense all year. He's gone. Kyle Van Noy, he's gone. Tom Brady's now posting as if he's gone. The dynasty is officially dead. And where is Tom Brady heading is the question. We've been saying since October 24th that the Los Angeles Chargers would be a good spot for him. Not only because it's Los Angeles and all that, but they need a face of a franchise that can sell some tickets. Another franchise that would need to sell some tickets because they're going to a new home, the Las Vegas Raiders. John gruden who makes 10 million dollars a year i just learned but they need a face of a franchise a quarterback going into john Gruden's system who's a veteran quarterback would be something that they could enjoy now the indianapolis colts have been the name That has been the hot conversation, like the last three days. Tony Dungy said it yesterday on the Rich Eisen Show that it would be the perfect spot for him. Many, Colin Cowherd said it would be a great spot for him. ESPN was talking about it. Everybody says that Tom Brady to the Colts would be the perfect fit because it's a young team. It has a great defense. Now they're going to have to draft a weapon or two for him or he's going to fall into the same problem he had this past year with New England, but I guess he and Frank Reich have a good relationship. I'm not exactly sure how that goes. This is is something I don't see happening for a couple reasons. Peyton Manning played here. Tom Brady, although Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are good friends were some of the biggest rivals in the history of the NFL. Now, it was a friendly rivalry. They just played golf in Jim Nance's backyard. That's on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch <laughs> uh-huh. that. Very interesting that that's what they chose to do. <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand it, but I enjoy the fact that they did it. I got a chance to, you know, see Jim Nance's backyard, listen to those two play golf in full suits. It, it was very interesting, but good conversation. I just don't see him going to a place where Peyton Manning played. So that, you take Denver Broncos off the table, you take the Colts off the table, but what everybody else is saying, Colts are young team they have a lot of money in the salary cap you get another weapon or two tom brady would like it indianapolis great city to grow a family in tom and giselle the tb12 treatment would do well here the thing that isn't being talked about is tom brady is hated in this city hated hate hate not respected for how good he is like you should tom brady is despised here because indianapolis was not a football town before peyton manning got here this was a basketball town this was an indianapolis 500 town the colts were kind of just a thing that happened whenever the the owner took the Mayflowers and drove them to Indianapolis <laughs> in the middle of the night. There wasn't a lot of success here with the Colts, and to be honest, the Pacers did have success. The Indianapolis 500 brought 30,0, 400,000 people to the city every single year, so the Colts were a nothing team, basically, in Indianapolis until Peyton Manning got here. Peyton Manning flipped this city into a football town. They fell in love with the Indianapolis Colts. The state of Indiana fell in love with football and NFL football because of Peyton Manning. In the only real disappointing times that they had now phil rivers was a couple of them but most of the disappointments that these colts fans had in their first real run of fanhood was because of that handsome face in new england he was the face of their disappointment for a long time so to say that the colts fans would be like yeah bring Tom Brady in here that is not how it goes at all Tom Brady and as sad as this sounds for being the greatest of all time I think for a lot of people in Indiana and this does not sound like it would be uh, of any intelligence at all you just gotta remember when people get their hearts broken from a certain person it's hard to get over I don't think Tom Brady his first couple months in Indianapolis would be like a celebration I I don't think there's a parade if he comes here I don't think there's people picketing like oh please come to Indianapolis instead I think it's complete opposite they're like go anywhere but here (laughs) we don't care if you stay in New England. Just don't go here. But that all changes as soon as he throws the touchdown. That all changes as soon as he embraces the city. That all changes as soon as Tom Brady does what Tom Brady normally does, and that's win at all costs. That's literally what he does. And as soon as you win a couple games, the city will be behind you, just like they were behind the Colts and Peyton Manning whenever they won a little bit. But I don't know if this city, and most cities, are begging for Tom Brady to come, but I do know that the franchises behind closed doors are all begging for Tom Brady to come.
3: Yeah, when, these, when these rumors come out for the Colts, and stuff like that. I like to read the comments underneath to get pulse to the nation.
0: We don't need him at the coach.
3: <laughs> a lot of, uh, rather, a lot of, I'd rather go 0 and 16 than have Tom Brady as our quarterback. That's,
0: by the way, whenever your only disappointment in your fanhood for a sport, right? Let's say, like, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's like eight generations of fans, Green Bay Packers, like eight seven generations, eight generations of fans. You're talking about father was a fan, my grandpa was a fan, blah, blah, blah. For the Colts, it isn't like that. Like, a lot of people are first-generation fans, Mm -hmm. second-generation fans, because the team only came in 86 or whatever, 84, 87, somewhere in there. So you only got first-generation fans. So whenever your first disappointment, really, is from a person that is directly linked to the team that pissed you off the most, (laughs) I mean, it's going to be hard to get over that for a lot of Colts fans, but... As soon as he throws a touchdown, as soon as they rattle off a couple games, and afterwards he goes, "Ah, "We're just getting to work here. We're we're moving forward." With his handsome face, and he'll probably donate uh, another hospital and all that (laughs) stuff. Like there's, as soon as that happens, it's good. But the thought to Colts fans that Tom Brady's gonna could potentially be the quarterback here is not one where they're like, "Yeah," they're like, "Get him." The hell out of Indiana. (laughs) No way. Don't. Hey, it's a flyover state for you, pal. Just keep that jet going over to Los Angeles or Las Vegas. We don't want you here, which is very interesting because Tom Brady's going to have a new home where is it going to be we do not know he's nowhere near retirement that instagram post this morning says that and that's why social media is absolutely beautiful cuz there's no middleman there's nothing like that tom brady's message right there was calculated tom message uh, tom brady's message right there was cerebral and tom brady's message right there set him up for the best leverage possibly in the history of an nfl player
3: it's interesting because he just talked about how like he's not nostalgic he doesn't and that's exactly what that post was or at least like the first two yeah. paragraphs yeah. is like oh, yeah. just thinking about every like he,
0: that's exactly what he was doing. Was being nostalgic. He's laying on ten million dollars of cash, you know. The last two days, with his head up over, saying avocado ice cream being brought into him by Giselle. His kids jumping on him and kissing him on the mouth, and he's sitting there. And he's, you know what? We did good the last twenty years for these people. These New England people. We did good for them, and they've been nice to me, you know. And that whole. BS deflategate thing happened. Can I get some more avocado ice <laughs> When that whole BS deflategate thing happened, they were on my side. They didn't let me fall. I appreciate them for that. that time to move on. <laughs> I think that is potentially what happened. Every word in there was calculated. Oh, Every single one of those words. Every single thing was cerebral there because he doesn't want to close the door on the Patriots because you don't know what the Patriots are going to offer him. What if he gets a say in roster control?
3: Mm, be huge. He what, should.
0: What if he gets to say, which I don't think any player ever has. I mean, Peyton Manning could cut somebody if he wanted to. Peyton Manning could pick somebody up if he wanted to. If you were in with Peyton Manning on the offensive side of the ball and he trusted you, you would have a job on the team. Just like if he didn't trust you and didn't like you, you would not have a, uh, a spot on the team. What if that is what he's looking for? Like, all right, I want a part of roster control, at least on the offensive side. I would like to be a part of that. That's probably what he's setting himself up for. But is Bill Belichick going to let that happen? Is Bill Belichick going to let Tom Brady get roster control on the offensive side? Is Tom Brady going to have a chance to, you know, have a say in who gets what whenever he's talking about his offense that had looked bad this last year? That'll be interesting because everything he's saying, he's getting the fans on his side for it. Because in a PR case, if you win the mob, you win Rome. And in this case, Tom Brady's going to have to. I don't think he has to win him over anymore. Right? No now what? granted. Boston Connor here has been saying, well, as long as we have Bill Belichick, yeah. I don't care. So this feels as if this is Tom trying to win over the Patriots fans to be like, hey, I'm about to go ask for something that not a lot of players have had. You're either with me or not. And if I don't get it, I'm gone.
3: Bill doesn't seem like the type of guy to give up control. No. Yeah, but if he loses McDaniels, don't Hold you on think though. that? Hold
0: on, though. Just like Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones spent... All of the cash that he made from whatever oil or whatever it was on the Dallas Cowboys built them up to be the most lucrative franchise in all of sport. And now everybody's like, well, he, he has, he, he's, he's too egotistical to give up his control. It's like, it'd be hard to give up control if I was the sole reason why something went from eh to wow. Just like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has built this team for the last two decades to be the best dynasty in the history of sport. It'll be hard for somebody to look him in the eye and be like, hey. Yeah, you just don't got it anymore, (laughs) bro. you got to give up control. It'd be very hard as a human with an ego and with pride Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, you're right, I probably have lost it. We're seeing it with Jerry. We're going to probably see it with Belichick, and you can't blame him for it, especially when you've had the amount of success that you've had.
3: If I was Bill, I'd be like, oh, you think it's me and not the 43-year-old quarterback? (laughs) (laughs)
0: 43-year-old quarterbacks always work out real well. (laughs) (laughs) Did he even graduate from Michigan? (laughs) I got some good news for you. There's a guy in Philly that we've been hearing about for years. And I've been telling you all about his diamonds. If you've ever been to Philly, you've seen it on the billboards. You've heard it on the radio. I hate Steven Singer. He's been making it too easy to buy gifts for over four decades. I'm no mathematician. Okay. Not a scientist or an Englishman, but for over four decades, I believe that's almost half a century, if I'm doing a math right. This man has been making buying gifts easy for almost half a century. I know we just made it through Christmas and New Year's, but Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It's on deck. And you're probably thinking, I'll just get her some flowers again. But flowers die and end up in a trash can within a week normally give her a gift that lasts as long as your beautiful love will a real 24 karat gold dipped rose from steven singer jewelers picture this a real long stem rose preserved and dipped in 24 karat pure gold this real rose will last forever and ever and comes with a lifetime guarantee shipped for free in a beautiful gift box with your own personalized message of love these roses won't wilt or die they don't need water and will remind her each and every day of the amount of love that you have for her if this is your first valentine's day steven's signature red rose is a classic and it's only 59 bucks Go online to IHateStevenSinger.com, I-H-A-T-E-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-I-N-G-E-R.com, click on the roses, and become a hero this Valentine's Day. That's IHateStevenSinger.com, Steven Singer Singer Jewelers, one place, one price, one dream, making your life easy and making you look like a romantic hero. Hero 24 karat gold dipped roses that last forever on Valentine's Day. Get ahead of the game, prepare, look like a hero. I hate com. There's a chance that Tom Brady and McDaniels end up somewhere that would like to hire a coach by Saturday. That particular team is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are looking to hire their next coach by Saturday. I guess they've interviewed a bunch of people. They're interviewing McDaniels soon. They're doing all this stuff. And Greenberg this morning said, if you believe in Baker Mayfield long term, a good idea would be to have him sit behind Tom Brady to learn from Tom Brady and also have Tom have those weapons. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, the big tight in that got punished by catching jugs machines whenever hugh jackson was there they got two good running backs an offensive line that is definitely unsettled but you can figure that out in the draft and things of that nature a defense that not only has a maniac miles garrett coming back but a lot of weapons on that side of the ball tom brady being their quarterback willing them to win showing a great sign of leadership telling them how to work how to show up every day and prep josh mcdaniel's bringing in a mentality that he took to Denver, was able to win a playoff game with Tim Tebow. Not Tim Tebow's bad, but... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that particular defense was good. Could McDaniel's and Tom Brady flip the entire city of Cleveland in the dog pound right on their head. By the way, Indianapolis would not love Tom Brady being their quarterback before Tom Brady plays a game. Cleveland would love Tom Brady being their quarterback before Tom Brady played a game. I don't know how much money they have. I assume they have to pay all these people. I don't think they have enough. No, of, they
3: have money. Oh, they have, they have cash. cash space. So
0: maybe hey, what if Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson are in the same division next year, battling two times. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but boy, that sounds like something if you're a a talk show host about sports, would love. Odell was already gifting Tom Brady things after the game. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady and McDaniels, now would be the time to get out because it feels like really the train's coming off the tracks, Connor. I don't think so. Joe Judge left, dude. What are you going to do? That hurts a lot. All these idiots on TV. Who's Joe Judge? It's like, did you – literally, on those sports talk shows, the highlights that were shown each week was of the Patriots special teams. Like, who's that? Uh, uh, Belichick did that. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of dummies. Well, I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on-air or off-air. Derek Carr going to Tampa with Bruce Arians, uh, Lefwich, in that Buccaneers team – And getting the Raiders away from him, which would obviously give the Raiders some cap space, moving in Tom Brady to be John Gruden's weapon over there, is something that could possibly happen. And this is what Tom Brady has set up, by the way. This is how Tom Brady has played this perfectly tom brady has us i feel like i know a lot about the nfl i honestly do i feel like i know a lot about the nfl the business side of it i've been franchise tagged before i've seen friends of mine get cut for no reason friends of mine get paid for no reason i've seen it all happen (laughs) that nobody has a clue what's gonna happen with tom brady nobody He has set this thing up perfectly.
1: Tom Brady maybe wanting to prove himself outside of Belichick's
0: system is exactly why we can't have him here in in, in Indianapolis. Because we all here say if Peyton Manning would have been in his shoes, he would have eight Super Bowls. And if he comes here and wins a Super Bowl straight off a season where we don't make the playoffs, it's all dead. Yeah, I know. That'd be tough. And I I think Tom Brady doesn't come to the Colts because Peyton Manning was here. Although they're best friends, like not best friends, but they're good friends. And I've gotten a chance to see them interact behind the curtain, behind Mm -hmm. the curtain a little bit, like whenever we went and played up there and seeing them like talk to each other. Like the first time I saw them interact with each other, I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you guys just hug? I just put my headphones on and just walked by. Everything I thought was a lie. These guys like each other. I thought you hated each other. (laughs) I'm not going to tell anybody you guys liked each other, but now that it's come out a little bit more, you can respect the fact that Peyton loves the NFL, loves the game of football. So he has appreciated what Tom Brady has done, as opposed to everybody trying to build up them hating each other. I think they had a great appreciation for each other because they both had to go through the same things. But I don't know if Tom Brady would want to come to Peyton Manning's town where there's a statue of him outside and and kind of reestablish himself. I would assume it's going to be somewhere else if, you know, Chargers, Raiders, Brands bronze with Josh McDaniels
3: definitely not in the Indy I don't think but I
0: see also Hey, they're pushing that narrative very hard big there. time they're, they're pushing a narrative very hard because this is a young team Chris Ballard has a lot of money to play with you get one more weapon on that offensive side of the ball could be a very very threatening team I mean they got to figure out some other things but they got a lot of money they got a good structure a good culture set up and Chris Ballard is a smooth talking <laughs> hey Tom you want to talk about who's on the team who's not on the team we can have that conversation I mean whatever you would like to do we got a lot of money too you want to bring truck up there with your avocado ice cream we can send that <laughs> I'm
3: excited for I that. also see an issue with the Chargers because Tom he even said it there he loves running out of the tunnel and then he loves running to the fans and saying let's go with the Chargers, there are no fans to
0: run to and <laughs> no, say "Let's go!" Like yeah, but until think, he goes there, hold on. I, mean, I don't. I don't, uh, don't want to judge Los Angeles people. Okay, I don't. I don't want to judge Los Angeles people, but I will. Los Angeles people was probably a group of people, a tribe of humans. But a, they're all relocated, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's people from their hometown that want to go make it in the world of modeling or acting all go to L.A., going to chase the dream. Everybody's happy for them when they go, to. Everybody's like, oh, she's going off to L.A. Oh, he's going off to L.A. Oh, he's a comedian. Where's he going? Oh, he's going to L.A. Oh, he's going to do so well. There's seven million comedians out there, (laughs) seven million actors and actresses. There's all these people out there. But all these people that go out there, I think they do have a common trait that they enjoy happiness. Okay. What brings you happiness? Winning. What has brought a lot of people a lot of wins and a lot of happiness? The Patriots. I would assume Los Angeles has a lot of Patriots fans already. If Tom Brady, the face of that team in that franchise, in that dynasty, was to move to Los Angeles, especially after Rams have had a down year, I would assume Chargers 12 jerseys would be selling and flying off of the racks. The Chargers would become the Los Angeles team. I I think that would happen immediately overnight. I think the Spanos family knows that as well, and I think the NFL understands that as well. There was always these rumors and murmurs that were never legitimized, so I can't say like with a matter of fact because it's not that way, but when Peyton got cut from the Colts, there was a lot of things, first of all. He was just coming off a spinal fusion. Uh, The Colts didn't know if he was able to grip a football ever again. They had no idea what was going to happen, and they owed him like $30 million or something. So Ursay was literally put in a Terrible position and Andrew Luck was sitting there. So there was a lot of things at play. And I think it was a, a lockout. I, I think it was a lockout as well. So they couldn't even talk to Peyton. So there was a lot of things that so Ursay had to cut Peyton Manning, right? He cuts Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's a free agent for the first time in a long time with his choosing. There was rumors that the Titans were giving him a percentage of the team. There was was all these rumors. And then there was always these murmurs that the NFL wanted Peyton to go to the Rams because they were going to Los Angeles and they wanted Peyton Manning, the face of the NFL at the time, to be the quarterback of the new team in Los Angeles because they could bring a fan base, they could bring some wins and really launch this team in Los Angeles where everybody has always expected a team to go back to, but they finally go back with a guy. I would assume those same murmurs are happening that the NFL would want Tom Brady to go to the Chargers because the NFL and everybody saw that the Chargers couldn't even sell out an MLS stadium Mm -hmm. this year. I mean, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimović was selling out that stadium Mm -hmm. more than the Chargers were in America in the NFL. That is not something the NFL wants. They're going to have to do something with that Chargers franchise if they want to turn it around both from a public standpoint and a team standpoint. And I think having the greatest of all time there is obviously a way to do that. But, boy, they're going to have to hand ha- the Brinks truck to him, too. Yeah, right? they Big time.
3: Have to because three times a year in a small, that small stadium, the, Gre- the Packers, the Steelers, and the Raiders, 98% of the fans there. Now they're moving to, what is it, a whole 100,000 stadium? Like that. You, yeah. can't, you can't have 50,000 empty seats in a brand-new stadium.
0: Can't, you have to tarp it off so it doesn't get blacked out in the local. I mean, the Chargers are going to have to throw the entire franchise at Tom Brady. I mean, they are literally going to have to, like, just like the same conversations about getting percentages of the team and stuff. The roster, they're going to have to throw him a lot to get him there because that's the only way I think the Chargers franchise survives. Honestly, unless they, unless they draft like a diamond in the rough somehow, like a Tom Brady who can somehow turn that team into a winning team on a consistent basis, I just don't know if that team. There's a lot of spite from the San Diego people Mm -hmm. about that Chargers team. There's a lot of spite and negative feelings about that Chargers team. (sighs) Ah. They're going to have to get old Tom in there. Do you think if McDaniels leaves that Brady's definitely gone? Or, or would that help his case to get say in the team? Do you think they're eating avocado ice cream together trying to figure it out? McDaniels I hope so. Tom. I pray. There's a hell of a pitch right now that the Browns, are going to offer McDaniel's and Brady package deal. Have Baker sit behind Tom for a couple of years, figure out football. He's going into his third year. I don't know if benching him in his third year is a good move, especially for the way Baker is. But I would assume the city of Cleveland, the dog pound, would be hur, 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 <laughs> red rocketing all over the place if Tom Brady <laughs> was to come to the dog pound. That's. But all these things are possible. All of these things are possible, and it's all because Tom Brady set himself up to be in this position.
3: Ninety-eight percent of the time, it we will be disappointed. He's going to be a patriot.
0: Oh, man. But if he's a patriot, then he has roster control. He's going to have to have, like, there's going to be a lot of things. There's no way he's just going to go back to the same thing. No, no, I agree. He's either going to get broken off from a contract. And I don't think they're going to
3: do that, New England.
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I think If this, you
3: break him off, how can you afford to pay weapons?
0: To get a guy, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. All signs point to him leaving. Literally, all signs point to him. If he doesn't get roster control. Or, ro- or at least a piece of roster control like Peyton had with all the teams that he's been on. You think Bill Belichick's going to give up any of that power? I don't know. After 20 years of running something the same way, you think you're going to change it just over? No way. Tom Brady is probably not ha- – I don't know,
3: dude. If you put any credence in those reports that Belichick wanted Jimmy G you. and wanted to move on from Tom a year or two ago, Bless I don't you. think there's any oh, no. way he gives up any control to Tom. Bless oh, you.
0: No. That's disgusting. We gotta get to a break. <laughs> <laughs> what if he goes
3: back to his childhood team and kicks Jimmy G out again? Oh, I don't
0: bro. think John Lynch will do that. Yeah, impossible. John Lynch seems like he's all in on Jimmy G. Yeah, they're in a pretty good spot right yeah. now. I just sneezed all over the floor. That happens. Got to get a mop. <laughs> you know what time it is? I think for you. If you're listening to this show, yeah, I know, you might be younger. Yeah, you might be maybe mid-20s, 30s. Hell, I think we even have some 80-year-olds who listen to the show. Shout out to you for figuring out how to use this. Honestly, technology is a pain in the ass for most humans. I've heard that we have senior citizens that listen to this show. I didn't think that would be my demo. Honestly, didn't think that. But I've been told that they've figured out how to utilize the podcast that in some of these senior citizen homes and they love listening to the show. I've heard other things about senior citizen homes, but I've also heard that they like to listen to our show in between, you know, I think there's a lot of baby making going on there, you know, practicing at least. From what I've been told, I don't know. I have just ran into two 70 year olds that told me just today that they listen to my show and I have never been more mind blown in my life. I stopped them in their tracks, and I said, "You're lying to me. You're too old. You look too nice. Don't lie to me." They said, "No, we love it. That's why I love you too." So it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're a man and you're listening to this, I think it's time you get a watch. <laughs> We've all got jobs.
2: All that was for.
0: It was, a watch. it was. I just was trying to explain to everybody that's listening. It doesn't matter your age. I think it's time for a new watch. If you're the 2 seven 70-year-olds that stopped me on the street outside the office today, I don't know why you're near there. You shouldn't be by there. There's a methadone clinic right across the street. Maybe you're heading to the library. If so, I like that. You should have parked in a different spot. But as soon as I walk out of the office, you stop me. You say, I like your show. I say, no way. You're too old. You say, yes, we love it. I say, thank you.
2: <laughs> now we've heard it life.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I just want to let you know, it doesn't matter your age. Now's the time to get a watch. If you're going to get a watch, you need to get a watch from Vincero. <laughs> you need a
2: quality
0: watch. By the way, welcome home, babe. Great to have you here. You need a quality watch. <laughs> it think tells the world what you're all about. And hey, even if you don't have a special occasion, don't you want to be the best-dressed guy at your Super Bowl Sunday party? Huh? Don't you see him? From dress watches to action watches, Vincero has a timepiece for every style, occasion, and price point. And age. And age, which is a big part of this particular ad read.
2: You really picked up on the age.
0: and they are, All right. It's good for all. And they offer incredible customer service. I've personally talked to these guys, and they're going to treat you right. They're a small independent company, and they do everything in-house. They are so focused on treating their customers right because they have a great quality product that deserves to be treated in a quality fashion to the above quality humans that buy them.
2: For all ages
0: for all ages because you're listening to this podcast and because we're partners they're offering a great discount so head over to vincerowatches.com that's v-i-n-c-e-r-o watches.com forward slash pat and use code pat 15 this deal is too good to pass up use my code pat 15 for your discount it's a great discount I'm not exactly sure what exactly the discount is, but it is a great discount. I'm assuming it's 15% off because it says PAT15 as the promo code, but it's a good discount. It's a great discount. (laughs) PAT15 at (laughs) (laughs) VinceraWatches.com. Will you relax? I'm getting to watch. Okay?
2: Good. What time is it?
0: I don't know, because I don't have a watch. But if I was to go to vincerowatches.com forward slash PAT and use code PAT15, I would get a great discount. This deal is too good to pass up. There are great watches. They send them to the office. They look beautiful. Good. There's an action one. There's a classic one. An action Yeah, yeah, if you need to get fit and get moving and all that shit. Perfect. That might be the best ad read of all time, to be honest with you. Back to the show. Joining us now is a Peruvian dog uh, named Wendy who is absolutely beautiful and one of the nicest dogs I've ever seen. She's kind of a little bit weary about Boston Connor on the couch right now and a man who is a legend no matter where he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve-O.
1: Yeah. boy!
0: Uh, Steve okay you're in town you got two shows uh, tonight and tomorrow at the Helium Comedy Club right in-
4: it's actually two sh- Yeah, two shows tonight and two shows tomorrow night
0: It's stand-up comedy here in Indianapolis uh-huh. and also next week you're in Chicago I believe
4: at the Chicago Improv in like a suburb of Chicago so yeah
0: well it's in but yeah area. it's
4: gonna be great man
0: <laughs> okay you've been doing stand-up now for how long
4: uh, I'm in my 10th year of consistent touring
0: Okay, so what was the decision to go from being this legend on television? I'm 32 years old. A lot of the guys in here around my same age. We grew up in the Jackass era. I mean, you and the boys were literally a part of our life. Uh, Very thankful for it. By the way, thanks for everything you
2: did.
4: Well, thank you, man. Thanks for
0: sacrificing your body
4: as uh you know an attention whore i i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> it's all i ever wanted
0: you had our attention but what was the move to go be a stand-up comedy You're like you know what i have a uh, lot of great stories that people want to hear it
4: yeah the uh the first time i did it it was completely unintentional i had been a- invited to perform a stunt at a comedy club in august of 2006 and uh I, I, I agreed to do it, gave no thought whatsoever as to what I would do. And, uh, here I showed up at this comedy club in Hollywood and I walked in and I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? And I just kind of observed what was happening. And I, I just thought if I tried standup comedy, that would be like the craziest, most terrifying <laughs> stunt, you know? And so I just decided, you know what? I'm going to get on that stage and I'm going to do stand. That's my stunt. And, uh you know, waiting for my turn to get on stage, I had like, you know, a little bit of time to think of like a few things that might get a laugh saying and and I could not have been on stage for more than three minutes but the experience I had was that people were rooting for me, they were excited to see me, they wanted to have a good time, I got a few laughs and, uh, you know, I was just like, dude, I'm gonna do this, you know, and I scheduled my return before I left that night and, um, you know, I, I had, like, a, I did it a few times, and I bombed a, a few times. <laughs> because when, when, I came, when I came back for the, you know, I scheduled my turn, I came back, I, I was all jazz. I, I sat down, I wrote, like, a, a little set. I, I, I actually got some laughs. And then I was like, okay, I did that, and I, and I had, like, a buddy film it. I did that, okay, cool. And so then... I didn't come back to like work on the same material was my crucial error. Oh yeah. New stuff. I'm bored. Every time, every time, every time I get there. And and so I had a really good experience the second time I did it. Then the third time, and by the way, I was completely on drugs this whole time. So, (laughs) 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 <laughs> the third time uh, I came back, I was just like, oh, man, I'm just good at this, whatever. I don't need to prepare. And got on stage without having prepared material. And, and, and it was the worst experience. And then I had that happened again. And so I, I, I sort of went away from it. And uh, it was after I got sober um, that I actually dove into it. And now it's been 10 years. And, and it, it, you nailed it, man. Like uh, The way I approached stand-up from the start was... Uh, Just in the storytelling, you know? I've had such, like, legitimately insane experiences and wild stories. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of material, but as I've done it over the last 10 years, my worlds have converged where uh, now it's fully multimedia. The show I'm doing, it's called The Bucket List Tour. And, uh, like... I, I just went after these stunts that I never particularly thought I was going to do, like really gnarly stuff. And uh, like, what, no,
0: what is something that in Steve-O's mind would be like? You know what? I don't think I would even do. Like, because honestly, from watching you, right? I feel like you're one of the humans that we have uh, in existence that would do anything. Hey, hey yeah, I right, do. I'm,
4: I'll, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> have you said no to something? Sure, but the, like the 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 saying "no to stuff" is mostly like like uh, being duct taped to a mechanical bull. Like uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I figured that at a certain point you need to fall off that thing, and if you're <laughs> if you're taped to it, you're gonna get a spinal cord injury. So yeah. I generally decline things based on avoiding wheelchairs and coffins. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but okay, so. Um, one of the things for the bucket list it's like I I like to think of it as the crown jewel (laughs) is uh, skydiving of course over the course of my career has come up like many times and I just think like okay like any way that you take on skydiving it's just the same thing you're gonna pull the chute and like and and it just doing it just seemed dumb to me. Yeah. So every time for like 20 years that anybody ever mentioned skydiving, I said, "Oh, dude. Everybody does that. Like uh that's lame. That's not a stunt." And then I said <laughs> if I and I, I like I think it was like 20 years ago, I said if I ever go skydiving because the first time you have to have a dude strapped to your back. Oh yeah. I'm going to be (laughs) butt-naked and furiously servicing myself with a dude on my back.
2: Okay.
4: Okay. Such that upon completion, actually simultaneously as I pee white, I'm falling out of an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) And and I never thought I was going to do that for a lot of reasons. You know, like... For a lot of, it actually proved to be really challenging to find, uh, not just to find the, the, actually finding the dude was easy, but uh, but the company that would sign off on it. Yeah. You know, we, we heard a lot of, uh, this is a family business, You know, we can't have that. And then uh, I went on my social media and, and it was pretty simple yeah. from there. But actually doing it (laughs) logistically, there was nothing simple about it. It was an airplane full of dudes and I was naked with a dude. dude So while, hold on, while the plane
0: is (laughs) because the planes that you skydive, I've done one time, I'll never do it again. They're tiny little planes and you almost want to get out of it because of how small it is and it's uncomfortable in there. So while the plane is fart boxing up to whatever, 12,000, 13,000 feet, you're just going to 15,000. You're going to town on yourself while you're going up there. Yeah,
4: I had a a little portable dvd player set up.
3: <laughs> what film
4: ah uh, uh, man i didn't even look at the title it turned out to be called like anal destruction which, by
0: the way, like that. was possible if you're landing because you land on your butt right when another dude's on you, and if you're completely naked, Did you guys land on your feet.
4: Um, I, I do recall that <laughs> that we ran out of it. We uh, we we somewhat stayed standing the whole time. Yeah, congratulations. Guy dude. gave me the funniest double high five. I but uh, but yeah, and not a drop landed in the plane. It was a completely success <laughs> in, that, in, uh, in that regard. So so skyjacking is is one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is uh, and what else? Like, but the oldest idea that I have of all of them was um, based on a joke that I heard in seventh grade, which was, oh, "What is the definition of macho?" Okay a man who jogs home from his own vasectomy oh. and, uh, and I just I just never forgot that joke because I always wanted to be macho so I wrote an idea called the vasectomy Olympics And uh,
2: oh.
4: it, it was um, it was pretty dope I went
2: uh, it was like, I, I, dope.
4: I, I came out of the, uh, the this is your stand-up by the way what you just yeah. tell the stories of them or you actually wow well, I did the, the ad. Act is about these absurd stunts the, gotcha. where the ideas came from like the implications on my relationship of going through with them Yeah, uh, like it's, it's so it's an act about these stunts and how like it sort of feels like a race against the clock because I'm in this terrible situation I'm Steve-O in my 40s
0: <laughs> let's talk about that you are right. Steve-O in your 40s I
4: know it's a jam and,
0: <laughs> and hold on though in Jackass 4 we had a big celebration whenever it came out that there was another Jackass coming but the initial thought by all of us as people that were diehard Jackass fans is you all are some old dudes now the body might not be prepared for Jackass 4 is that something you guys have thought have you shot it yet and are you prepared for that
4: um there was uh they, they they brought on, like, a few... Uh, oh,
0: no, don't say this is getting... Ba- is this getting corporate? That's
4: what it sounds like. Nah, so- no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I mean, I guess. Like, hard to imagine the guys that... that uh, There's, like, a few, you know, a few younger dudes that that are in the mix. Oh, they brought uh, on some young guys Oh, no. You guys getting replaced? That's a good question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever, dude. Who cares? Like, uh, I, um... I don't, I, I don't know. But Have you it shot was, it yet? We're supposed to start shooting in in February.
0: And how does the brainstorming happen? Because I think in Jackass, maybe three or Jackass two, you guys showed how, and it was it was a process that had never been uh, shown before. But it's like somebody drew up an idea, and then they that stick gets like, figure. yeah, stick figure, and it gets like emailed, and everybody's like, oh yeah, good idea. Is that the brainstorming process?
4: Uh, I mean, there's no. There's no uh, formula. There's no f- format. Like, uh, ideas come all different ways, and they get... I mean, everybody comes up with ideas. I, I have drawn stick figures myself, but uh, <laughs> like, there was never a stick figure for skyjacking. <laughs> <laughs> there was never a stick figure for this other one on my bucket list tour where uh, I I rode a bicycle while having general anesthesia drugs administered through <laughs> <an> IV. <ID>. Oh. <laughs> How'd that last? Ah, it, it, that one was an ordeal, man. That was highly illegal. <laughs> 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 that one, uh yeah. There's, there's nothing. There, it was. Uh,
0: Has the planning already happened for Jackass Ford? Do you already know what you're going to do, or? Is um. That stuff-
4: well, honestly, the contracts aren't even f- finished. Like uh, at least in my case, so we'll. Figure oh, it so out. wait, did
0: they release that statement to put a little leverage on you? So, like, hey, we're going to do this without you to get you to sign uh, a deal. I,
4: I don't, I don't know one way or the other, but uh, oh. We'll figure it Hey, out. can't
0: be without you. Can't can't do it without I, you. I
4: I I I feel like uh I don't I just I don't understand what the uh the it's been how long it's been? It's been uh, just about ten years. Ten years ago we were getting ready to shoot Jackass three D. That came out in uh, October of uh twenty ten. So now we're in 2020, (laughs) 10 years, and uh, like I've just been really active the whole time, you know. I think that I've I've worked pretty hard to, you know, establish yourself to keep myself going. Hell yeah, your YouTube uh, is a
0: monster, by the way.
4: Well, thanks, man. Yeah, YouTube's good. Like, there's, uh, you know, I'm, I've just I've done a lot of stuff, and so uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna say they they uh, say it. You know, they need me more than I need the movie. Maybe <laughs> I, I would. Th- By the way, I, I agree.
0: If Jackass Four comes out and there's no Stevo, there's going to be quite I, a line of what the hell are we doing you here? Might as well rename it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jack and, and, and whatever, dude. I, I like you put the ass in Jackass. <laughs> this is this. I've never said that publicly. That that uh, you know, and it's it, it, The announcement only just recently got made, so. There you go. There's there's a, you know an exclusive thing. Hey! hey! We appreciate you doing that. Oh, but, let, but, but, dude, I don't want to not do it. You know, I don't want to not do it. I just need them to, like, you Respect know, and not, appreciate. Don't, don't, I'm not a fucking idiot or an asshole. Oh, it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Steve. We had to dump in 10
0: seconds. Let's wait. And we're back. <laughs> You're right, Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will go- figure it out. I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I got a lot of ideas, and 100. percent Whether uh, it, it's for a movie or for a subsequent tour, or even for YouTube, or, or, or any number of other projects that I have, you know, in development. I'm gonna do every idea on my list, and and uh, I'm confident that my ideas are pretty strong.
0: Listen, you talked down about yourself for a long time about how you're an attention-seeking this and all yeah, that stuff. I am. And I want to let you know though, like we appreciate it. There has to be well, humans like you. you in the world, and I think you started as a clown. Is that accurate? I
4: was a circus clown, yeah. And and you know, let me let me uh, qualify the statement that I'm an attention whore. I don't even necessarily consider that talking down. Okay, good. Because. When you get right down to it, and uh, you know, as commodities go in 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 the world, there's nothing more valuable than attention. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. There's very little that you can sell as as a commodity uh, that's worth more than the attention of uh, of a large audience.
0: Agreed. Concur. So you yeah. started as a circus clown.
4: Started as a circus clown, and and I went to clown college because. I wanted to further my goal of becoming a a famous crazy stuntman, for which there was no precedent.
0: Okay, so right now, you're literally living your childhood dream of doing stunts and doing things that nobody else would do.
4: Yeah, 100%. I went to the University of Miami uh, uh, straight out of high school. Um, I had found the video camera through skateboarding, recognized that I wasn't... That great at skateboarding, and so uh, I thought I would go to the University of Miami to become a creative advertising executive. But I couldn't bring myself to go to class, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do gnarly, crazy things and videotape it. So I failed out of college, and I got kicked out of the dorms, and I and I was upping to leave, just straight drop out entirely and everybody was asking me well what are you gonna do now and I told them I'm gonna videotape crazy stunts and become a famous stuntman with with a home video camera and everybody straight up felt sorry for me what year was that <laughs> so, that was 1993
0: oh my god so ahead of your time though like right was, now that is everybody's like there's a lot of people that are like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do dumb stuff with a camera on the internet and I'm gonna make money off it you were in 1993 saying
4: that 1993 there was no such thing as the internet there was no such thing as email yet. The only way that I was like seeking to get discovered was to plug VCRs together and hit like hit play on one and record on the other to uh, you know edit my little videos and then duplicate them with these stacks of big videotapes and then I would physically walk over to the post office and mail them. To uh, whoever I thought might watch, <laughs> you know, it's like they, and and be able to help me get somewhere, and and I did not get anywhere, and I was uh, dear s- Hugh Hefner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I was I was homeless for three years, couch surfing, Man. and um, ended up living with my sister, who found out about Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College, and that it was free to get into if you could get in. It was very, I mean it's, it, was, it was highly exclusive. Uh, difficult to get into, but if you could get in, it was free. And, uh, you know, my sister wanted me out of her house and, and I, uh, I thought that 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 might, happen. like if I was a trained circus professional, people might take me more seriously.
0: Okay. So you do that, you become this superstar megastar. Now you're a standup comedian. Your YouTube is massive. stevo.com com. You sell hot sauce for buttholes and everything else. I mean, <laughs> you're this conglomerate of an entrepreneurial. Whenever you look back on your career, what is the one stunt that you go? You know what? That was awesome.
4: Ah, uh, I did, man. I I, I screen on like a uh, skyjacking at, at every show. Like, uh, and and I honestly, I, I've done, I, I don't know, hundreds of shows. Probably like, uh, was your sobriety something that scared you? It um, scared me. Yeah, like uh, everything kind of around that can, can be kind of scary. But yeah, sobriety is awesome, dude. I, I, Ten I, years, can, you said? Twelve.
0: Congratulations. I, well, is-
4: almost twelve. I don't want to give myself uh, more time than I have. My <laughs> sobriety date's March tenth of '08. So I'm creeping up on 12 years.
0: Okay, well, congratulations because there was a you. lot of scary photos that came out about you. That all be your big fans were very. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the
4: right. way, it was worse than just photos. It was. It was, <laughs> it was bad. there was a whole YouTube special. It, but- yeah, it was bad, and I could not be more grateful for how bad it got because, like, alcoholism and drug addiction—that's something that you don't want to dabble in, you yeah. know? Because that would be the worst. If if you just had alcoholism and drug addiction, like just a little bit. Just enough to like interfere with your relationships and and, and, and just ruin your your, every, your productivity, you know, like stop you from accomplishing anything. And then the years just slip through your fingers because you have alcoholism, just kind of, but not so bad that it's got to stop. You know, then yeah. like years turn into decades, and then you're like, "Where'd my life go?" Like that happens to a lot of people, and in my case, it was so stark, it was just so drastically terrible that I had to do something about it. And because that was the case, here I'm 12 years in, and I've been like super productive. Like I said, I've been pretty productive for uh, for this whole period of sobriety. And uh now I you know, like the, I'm not missing out. Like uh, I'm doing what I wanna be doing. Wow. Steve O <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. We got like a minute and a half left. And All
4: right, I mean uh
0: when we heard you were coming in here uh, Diggs just brought in a staple gun. I'm like, I don't think that's the right thing. I don't know if that's how it is. Everywhere you go, do people just expect you to do dumb things? Not dumb, uh, I'm sorry, massively.
4: No, I mean, angry. hey, dude, like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable calling it dumb things. And uh, you know what I get more than people trying to get me to do silly stunts? And this is a completely fascinating to me like the, what I get the most is dudes saying man is there any way I could get you to kick me in the nuts <laughs> like honestly like, like dudes <laughs> I, I have zero doubt whatsoever that I have been asked by more dudes to kick them in the nuts than any man who's ever lived in the, in the history of the universe hey!
0: <laughs> congratulations to I, you for that
4: I might have kicked more nuts too
0: <laughs> <laughs> see him at Helium Comedy Club Tonight and tomorrow in Indianapolis, in Chicago or the suburbs of Chicago next Chicago week. Chicago
4: Improv next week, and you guys are our champions, man. And 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 what a hero of Indianapolis, Pat McAfee. Oh, Jesus, so McAfee. Have yeah, some it's respect. McAfee we'll McAfee. see
0: you next week. Feel good Fridays, beautiful. I screw this it. is you did. This has been the Pat Mac- McAfee. McAfee show. McAfee, hey, you're dude What a day. Well. That's it for today. I can't thank you enough for listening. If you enjoyed the show, go ahead and, uh, you know, maybe tell a friend. Say, hey, you should listen to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. You can find them on Spotify or Apple or where all podcasts are. And if you didn't like it, like, hey, just act like it never happened. Just don't tell anybody anything. That would be nice. Hope you have the best Thursday of your entire life. We're back manana with a massive giveaway tomorrow. Massive giveaway. Massive. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty Schmidt, play some independent music.